I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome in a, uh, a late week edition, Harvard Handicappers. You know the deal. Kelly Bidlin is alongside. So I am I'm going to take people behind the scenes, as Kelly can see me because we're on Skype, uh, and doing this differently. I, 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 because I want to let people in on a secret here, Kelly. Um, yeah. I'm not a rich man. And so you, you got to make things work <laughs> sometimes. All right. And uh, while I, I love the way that I live, I, I have a very nice apartment. It's only three bedrooms. And so my office, where I record often, also has a massive crib in it for my you know youngest child. It's his bedroom. Mm. And so I got home late today. It's bedtime. Okay. Mm. So I can't use the normal setup. So I'm, I'm using a Bluetooth headset and whatnot. But I got to tell you, this feels very Ricky Bobby-esque. I honestly don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I feel <laughs> like there's no microphone in front of me. Like, it's such a weird dynamic hosting like this. The, the second weirdest I have recorded a podcast, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cop to this. People may have listened to that episode. In November, I put out a really terrible episode of Hardwood Handicappers because I – should I admit this? I'm going to admit it. My bosses don't listen to this. They're shocked that they listen to this. I recorded – new. I was in New York. If you remember, I was at my trip. Mm-hmm. And I had a little I had a little bit of a late night. So at like 2 a.m. New York time, I was like, oh, bleep, I've got to record a podcast. So somewhat half inebriated, I threw on a headset and was in my hotel room just riffing about some NBA and <laughs> 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 sent it in, baby. I'm a pro. So this is the this is the weirdest I think time. You're gonna since be then. okay here at Visa. Yeah, I think you're gonna <laughs> okay. be okay. Pretty okay. sure I've been I've seen uh, cocktails uh, consumed on air before. Uh, you know, in front of a live audience. So yeah, I think you're okay, JVT. I think you're okay. okay. 
I'd also but, like to, you know what, way to battle through the adversity. Way to battle right. through I, the adversity. Do it for the people. I do it for you, the people. You're MacGyver. You're MacGyvering the crap out of this podcast. It's what I do. It's what I do. All right. <laughs> We uh, now now after that confession, we begin every single show with some headlines. So let's do it. Hardwood headlines. All right. First up, uh, we did get news a couple of weeks. Ago. You know what? This threw me off. So I don't know if you've noticed ESPN. I don't know if it's cheating or whatever, but you know how like in Google. So behind the scenes, we have our digital meeting. So I'm learning a lot about SEO or search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that has stuck out to me is, you know, when you Google stuff, you get like the top stories, the news. So I, I, I Googled for putting our rundown together, Zion Williamson. And, you know, the Zion Williamson story pops up. You know, he's going to be out at least two more weeks with this hamstring injury. But ESPN has been doing this thing. I don't know if they're on the back end of their website, they use old things. But when you Google this story and it pops up, it says it was posted three weeks ago. But the news came up two days ago. So it really threw me off because I was going to include this in the rundown. I was like, am I this far behind? There's no way. So Oh, that happened because that happened to me like uh, like a week ago with another story. I know exactly right. what you're talking. It was the first time I had ever seen it. Where it where it said it was where it said it was like from a week before, and I was like, no, this is breaking news today. Like, what are you right. talking about? Glitch in the matrix. Regardless, yeah. Zion Williamson out at least two more weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, so wanted to bring this up because one, obviously, Williamson is very important to what the uh, New Orleans Pelicans have been doing. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb, say he's pretty important. Um, Brandon Ingram uh, has been slowly working his way back here for New Orleans. But the problem is, is that this has been a team uh, that the lost has greatly worn off. Kelly, right in that stretch, taking back the other game 10 in the 13 games since losing Zion Williamson. Um, it really hasn't gotten that much better for them. They have lost, what, six straight games. They've covered one of them. So like many teams, and it makes this season really weird, they are one of many teams who has been held back by injury and yeah. by health. The Clippers, the Suns, the Pelicans, we can go through all of them. All of them have missed a lot of games with some of their key personnel. and makes us, It makes it hard to evaluate them as a whole. But when they were whole, they were the one seed in the Western Conference at one point. So two more weeks for Zion Williamson, it seems. It's always been the worry here. But I do wonder, I wanted to bring this up, one, because that's important. But two, do you view New Orleans as this team as, hey, suffering through attrition, Wait for the uh, the odds to continue to balloon here, and let's come in and buy low on a Pelicans team that, when they were fully healthy, looked like they could be the best team in the Western Conference. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I am completely in that camp. I grabbed them at thirteen to one earlier in the season to win the West. Um, I don't think that any of my Western Con- like I don't if I'm buying futures in the Western Conference, I think it's only going to be as far as to win the Western Conference. That's as far as I'll go because I do I do think that. Uh, you know, the beasts are out East. Um, but yeah, man, I'm not afraid at all to add to that, add to that Pelicans number. I do think that they are one of the, uh, you know, we've talked about it a bunch. The West is pretty, pretty wide open to me, but they are one of, I'm going to say one of four teams that I guess I believe can really win the West. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, man, I'm not afraid to like, I got 13, 13 to one already on that, but I'm not afraid at all to continue to, or to add to that number. If that number, uh, or add to that bet, if that, if that number continues to slide here, I'm seeing plus nine fifty right now, uh, over at DraftKings. but yeah, it, you know, it, it, getting Ingram back, let's see how they, I guess how they do here in the near future. But you, uh, you know, if they're playing around 500 basketball or something, but before Zion gets back, I'll absolutely add more, more of them. Yeah, so uh, Circa also has, like, the best price I've seen is 10 to 1 uh, on the Pelicans to win the Western Conference, to your point. You know, make a run to the West Conference Finals, and we'll see what happens from there. 
Um, and the West as a whole is, is not entirely too strong. Brandon Ingram uh, came back, as I mentioned, the other night against the Timberwolves. 26 minutes, 13 points, 4 of 18 from the floor. Looked like a guy who hadn't played in over a month. Yeah, so, I mean, 4 uh, for the, 18, right? Like, they were clearly they clearly wanted to get him shots, and uh, yeah, he's rusty. Yeah, that was his and, first game back, right? Yes, it was. Yep. I feel like we've been waiting on it for like a month and a half now. And that was the worry. And here's, and to your point, this is why you hold out hope. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, their best lineup, plus 10.1 points per 100 possessions, an offensive rating of 120.7. Uh, Overall, when Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson are on the floor together this season, they have outscored opponents by 17.3 points per 100 possessions. It's a 17.3 net rating. That's incredible. Yeah. With an offensive rating of 124.1. And shockingly enough, I don't, I, don't, I don't, this is a small sample size, so I think this gets worse, but a 106.9 defensive rating. That's elite. That's an incredible defensive rating uh, for that team. So it's, it's the case the, of. That ahead. was the surprise of the season was, was their defense, right? I mean, how good a defense they were playing. We, we, you know, we saw that out of Herb Jones and how amazing, you know, perimeter defense he played last year for this team. But the team defense stepping up as a whole, that's incredible. And when you talk about the Western Conference landscape, it's, it's just, man, they got a lot of firepower. They're deep. They got these young players that can show up each, you know, every night, depending uh, on what's going on in the game. Um, I mean, man, there's a lot of pieces on that team I really, really like. And if it's not this year, JVT, I, I mean, the next couple of years, this Pelicans team is going to be a force to, a force to be reckoned with in the West. Yep, and it's it goes to a point that I've kind of been harping on with some of these teams, right? Like, I keep getting asked about the Lakers, right? Like, hey, you know, what do you think about the Lakers? Anthony Davis coming back, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm do sorry, you really? I, I feel like I'm actually haven't been asked about the Lakers as much this year. I feel like we're like kind of all past that, but it's the, the last couple of days. Past LeBron. Right. I mean, look, I love my decent brethren. Last couple of days. <laughs> uh, because, them. <laughs> yeah. Cause Anthony Davis is coming back and the Rui Hachimura thing. And so it's been like, hey, what do we do? Um, but the thing I Rui Hachimura, up, by the way, like, is that not like one of the most boring trades you could like lead off like the tra- like, you know, the trading season with? It's like, right. oh, yeah, for Kendrick Nunn. Like, cool. cool. Both, like, of, that's the, both of those guys, extremely boring. Like, although, nerdy. although, fun fact for people that w- people will definitely forget this. You always got to got to remember that Kendrick Nunn finished higher in rookie of the year voting than Zion Williams. <laughs> that's right, like one right. of my favorite all time stats ever. <laughs> Like nerdy basketball talk, like the deal is great because you shipped off some second round picks yeah. and Kendrick Nunn for a, a former ninth overall pick. Like right. it's cool, right? And uh, the the Lakers, something we never talk about, they have a strong track record of developing young talent, and so their scouting department's done a really good job there. Like I like that, but like big picture, like you're kind of looking around like okay, whatever. Uh, but but my overall point was is we I'm tying this back to the Pelicans. You know, people keep asking me about the Lakers, and I'm like, there's nothing you can really hang your hat on, right? For the Pelicans, you can hang your hat on a plus 17.3 net rating with our two best players on the floor when we're fully healthy. For the Clippers, you can hang your hat on a a net rating of nearly 10 when you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the floor. You know, that's the thing. So to your point about, like, why would I want to invest in this team right now? That's what you're hanging your hat on, that even though it's a small sample size, from what you've seen when this team is whole has been elite with a capital E and that yep. in a Western conference that is, you know, you know, mid to use a term that the kids would use. Um, it is, it is wide open for a team like that to make a run to the Western conference. So you need to be healthy though. So to a couple more weeks and we'll see if Zion Williamson 
uh, makes his way back. Other headlines right. here, and this I'm ties gonna, into I'm the put West, you on but, the spot. Put you on the spot real quick. Western Conference most likely to win the Western Conference, in your opinion, regardless of odds, regardless of you know current injury status. Give me your top four teams most likely to win the Western Conference. Okay, Denver. Well, you want them in order, I assume. Not, not even in order. I don't even okay. care about an order. Okay, so then I would go Denver, Memphis, Clippers, Warriors. Okay, see, I got Pelicans in there. I would have Pelicans in there. So it, it would be it would be Pelicans for me, Warriors, Nuggets. I think okay. I'll leave out the Grizzlies, Clippers. I'm, I'm uh, there we and, go. and if I got to go to three, it's Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans. Like the there Warriors are my fourth team. I, I, what worries me is, like I said, I, I don't think the defense is real. And I think when they meet up with teams like the Clippers, who've got like big wings, who could just go at each one of these dudes, like – that's where you start to get exploited in best of seven series. If you're the like a team th- like the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. The one thing I love about both those teams though, that really the rest of the Western conference doesn't have is that you have, okay. The star power, obviously more legitimate on the, on the Clippers, right? I mean, you're talking about guys that are, that have vets been around a while. I mean, multiple time all-stars, that sort of thing. But both of these teams are incredibly deep with talent. You know what I mean? I mean, you can go eight, nine deep, and, and be great the entire game. I don't really know that there's another team in the Western Conference I feel that way about. Yeah, that's fair. The West is weird, man. The West is – I mean, hell, I don't even think you feel super, like, confident about the Nuggets. It's just that Jokic is awesome. Exactly. exactly. I mean, if, if I mean, if anything happens to, to Nikola Jokic, like, okay, that team has no shot. Yeah, I don't even, It's terrible. Like, despite all this, just like, I'm looking at the odds right now. How the hell do the Suns still have shorter odds to win the Western Conference than the Pelicans? Yeah. That makes me I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's a liability <laughs> thing. I mean, I was making the it case last week, uh, it's when I was making the case last week, once they're healthy, do you see, do you start to see that? And we talked with Matt Meiselman, uh, who joined us on the early week podcast. And he said that that was going to be an undervalued team, by the way, Suns are up 28, 22 on the map, which are recording this on Thursday night. And, uh, I laid the wood with the Clippers. So we'll see if that comes home. Um, that's 12 hey, and a half. What? That doesn't start 12 and a half. Uh, that's what you laid. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I uh, this is uh, so we're gonna get. We're, don't I'm gonna get sidetracked. We'll talk about the Clippers. Yeah. And it'll tie into there. All right. So two other bits of injury news, uh, really quickly. Uh, Stephen Adams out several weeks for the PCL sprain. That's big. He yeah. is a massive force on the offensive glass for that team. Uh, is a team that, as we know now, is it now five or four straight losses for them? Uh, they're on this. Ro- they're on this road trip right now. They lose at the gun last night uh, to Jordan Poole and the uh, Golden State Warriors. Did you see Curry get ejected, by the way? Yeah, four straight losses for them now. Yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, th- four straight th- losses. Three ejections in Steph Curry's career, all three from throwing a mouthpiece. Is that really? I know two of them were. Really, it's all <laughs> yeah, three? That's all awesome. three. All three of his ejections are from throwing a mouthpiece. Did you see Did you see Jordan Poole's reaction after the game? Oh, yeah, it was great. It was, it great. was a good one. So and, and I, and I gotta yeah. say, like it's the I get I get a little annoyed by this Warriors team now of like the like this this ego it, they have right where it's like every call that goes against them they're they're complaining about and it's more than just Draymond right it's like it's like everybody's yeah. turned into mini Draymonds out there except except for Jordan Poole to a degree so I almost I almost. I almost I'm not the biggest Jordan Poole guy. I have no I have no reason to root for the guy like individually, uh, you know, at all. But seemingly, I always end up rooting for him every game I watch because I'm like I see Clay, Steph, Draymond all complaining about stuff, and it's like Jordan Poole's out there just trying to do his job and score. And like most of the time, I'm like I'm like, will you pass it to this guy and actually let him shoot more? Like you got like some of you guys are getting to over the hill status here. My uh, my favorite thing said about Jordan Poole is that he plays basketball like there's a bunch of hot chicks watching. 
right? Like exactly. there's baddies yes. on the sideline. He's just trying way too hard to just really impress them, which is it's a great way to describe Jordan Poole's basketball it game. Really it really is. <laughs> uh, so Stephen Adams out several weeks. PCL spring. Bobby Portis out for the foreseeable future with an MCL injury. Uh, I, I think of the two, these are obviously both pretty impactful. Yeah. I wanted to tie Bobby Portis, though, into the six-man-of-the-year race because Portis, I don't care what anybody says, Portis was a contender, and it, it has been thrown out there like since his injury to multiple outlets have have uh, labeled him as six-man-of-the-year contender Bobby Portis, which is true. You're averaging a double-double off the bench for a team that has been injury-riddled. You have done a great job in helping keep this team afloat, uh, which has not been very good. You've been one of the bright spots for an inconsistent Milwaukee Bucks team. Uh, it's a pretty big loss, career-high. 14.4 points or a near career high on 49.9% shooting. A, I have an actual career high on 10.1 rebounds per game uh, in 14 starts and 47 total appearances. He he was awesome. And we'll see how long this is going to be because it's pretty vague in terms of his timeline. But this is a loss not only for the Bucks, but what I wanted to tie it into was it's a blow for a really weird and dumb um, six-man-of-the-year race that has kind of been watered down to a certain extent. Yeah. But – I tweeted at you. I texted you. Our guy's going to win. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> our guys, player. our guys, he's going to win. He's going to win sixth man of the year. I mean, I'm with you right now. I mean, I'm with you right now. So here, so here's the breakdown. Cause I actually, I actually was typing this stuff out earlier today. Here's the breakdown. If you want to look, okay, we'll go, go through the odds board real quick right now. It is actually you took the screenshot of this. Russell Westbrook. So before tonight, Westbrook minus one fifty, Brogdon plus two twenty, Norm Powell eight to one, Tyrese Maxey ten to one, Matherin twenty to one, Jordan Poole twenty five to one. Okay, it broke out just the base, the basic stats for the top four. Okay, because I, I do find this interesting. Westbrook fifteen point eight points per game, seven point five assists, six point three rebounds per game. Okay. The 15.8 points per game is the lowest of his career since his rookie year. Um, I think that's going to I think that's going to grab some voters' attention, despite the fact that he may or may not be coming off the bench. Malcolm mm-hmm. Brogdon, 14.3 points per game, 3.7 assists, 4.3 rebounds, shooting 45% from three. Okay, nice. Uh, Norman Powell. Here we go, taking up 16.5 points per game. So the leading scorer among the, amongst those three guys. Only 1.7 assists, only three rebounds. Doesn't do that all that well. We know that stuff. 43% from three, though. Tyrese Maxey, up next. This is where this is where it gets interesting to me, John. 21.3 points per game, 2.6 rebounds, 3.9 assists. So he's he's scoring well above those other three guys, but he's only played in 28 games. So how much is that going to factor that, in? Is that filtered, though, for Maxey coming off the bench? No, no. This is just straight up st- This is just straight so, up season stats. We'll take our break here. Uh, when we come back, you wanted to hit on another awards market, which we'll, uh, we'll hit on as well. Uh, we're also going to talk. I wanted to bring up two teams, but specifically one, uh, because I think this is the time. I think this is the time where the wings unfurl. They start to stretch. And you start to see what the Los Angeles Clippers are actually going to become. And I will tell you why on the other side. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. All right, back here on Hardwood Handicappers, uh, recording uh, in stress. I think we're, we're dealing with adversity right now, but we're fighting through. We're battling <laughs> fighting through. through it. Fighting through yeah. it. I'm, uh, I'm recording on my, uh, my wife's Sailor Moon desk. Uh, there's a lot of Sailor Moon <laughs> memorabilia around me that you cannot see. Uh, That's great. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I Stop lying to the audience. You know it's yours. Come on. It, it is. It's very true. You're a big-time collector. Uh, I am an anime fan. Sailor Moon, not so much. Um, all right, so the Los Angeles Clippers. So I, 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 I posed a question to you in our rundown. Did you notice what I wanted you to notice when you looked at the schedule for the Clippers that I sent you, that chunk of the schedule? Uh, no, I didn't exactly, except uh, what well, we got a bunch of road games coming up. I mean, they have, I mean, just if you're talking about it being very difficult, they do have the fourth hardest remaining schedule of the entire NBA. They do. They do. But I'm going to direct your eyes. So January 28th and 29th, right? Back to back against Atlanta and Cleveland. Find me the next back to back for the Los Angeles Clippers in this stretch that I have sent over to you. They're, because uh, March 2nd and 3rd, right at the bottom. Yep. So there's an all-star break in there, but this is your time, right? The schedule is difficult, but this is the time now. You are coming into tonight against the Spurs. This is going to be the fourth or fifth straight game where you've had both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play together, right? You only have one back-to-back from now until March 2nd and 3rd. If you are going to build some continuity, if you're going to start to gel, if you're going to figure out what's going on with your offense, now's the time to do it. Right. Because it might be a difficult schedule, but there is no excuse for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to not play games now going forward. Yeah, no, it's a great it's a great point. So I haven't bet I haven't bet a future on them to win the West yet. And I was kind of waiting for like a break in the schedule a bit. And maybe that's exactly what you're talking about right now, because you're right. The lack of back to backs. Regardless of the difficulty, the lack of back-to-backs and the fact that they're going to be playing more games than not, that's a huge boost. It's a huge yep. boost. Maybe it is now. Now is the time to bet them. If you're if you're interested in betting them like I am, I know you've got tickets in pocket, I'm sure, 17 times already. Uh, at three different ones <laughs> up to 12 to one, but still, uh, that is neither here nor there. Well, and, and I tweeted this out the other day, and I like I wanted to get your thoughts. Like mm-hmm. that that half, that I mean that whole game really, but that first half against the Lakers. Like I tweeted out, I'm like, that, that's the half that, that keeps me going back, right? Yeah. They they win in that game, and the Lakers are a lowly opponent, sure. But when you watch that, they were clearly the best team. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were freaking awesome. The Lakers didn't have any answer for Kawhi Leonard. They were hitting threes all over the place. They were phenomenal in that game. And, like, you see these little glimpses here and there when they finally get those guys on the floor together. Like, uh, they, that's why I cannot quit them because when they when they play – when they're peaking, they look freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm with you, and I think they're right there. That, that's the, I mean, that's been the sell on them this whole time, right? They, they should be a title contender. There's really not any excuse for them not to be a title contender. Does the defense concern you at all? No, because it has not been great recently. It hasn't been great recently, and even in that game, like they had a 122 defensive rating. I think a lot of that had to do with LeBron James more than anything. LeBron almost had 50 points, and they pulled him. 
um, you know, with like five minutes left to go uh, in the fourth quarter. And like, there's been some slippage. There was the Spurs game, right, that everybody was pointing to that was pretty bad for them. That, but that was, I think, what their second game with both Paul Leonard, Paul Leonard, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the floor together. But like, I keep going back to like, I use that analogy is like, what do you want to hang your hat on? What positives are you desperately clinging to if you're looking at these teams and saying, this is what we have? When they're both on the floor together, their defensive rating is 111. Like, that's it's a pretty good defensive rating, and that's only going to get better. And their most used lineup with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, defensive rating of 109. So it's even better in that regard. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Um, you just wonder, I think one of the issues, so one of the, the hardcore things um, is that Terrence Mann's been playing point guard now. Yeah. And in the lineup with Terrence Mann at point guard as opposed to Reggie Jackson, that's when their defense suffers. 127.6 defensive rating compared to 109.1 when Reggie Jackson is playing point guard. And I think that's kind of been the change that they're getting used to. Man's that's not like a terrible, right? You know, man's not a terrible yeah, de- yeah. like defender, but he's more of like, you know, a good team defender. But being a point guard, you're at the point of attack more in a lot of these pick and roll actions. And I think that's where you've seen a little bit of the difference defensively. And I think they're working that out. I'm assuming they've seen a boost in offense then with him on the court, which Correct. I guess surprises me because Reggie, obviously more known as a, as a scorer. Um, but you know, if you're using man as more a facilitator with all those other pieces around, then yeah, maybe it, maybe that is working out. Uh, to your point, uh, offensive rating with Reggie Jackson at point guard in both uh, Paul Lord, uh, Paul Lord. Wow. I can't do it. Paul. <laughs> I'll call him that. Paul George. And Paul Kawhi Lord. <laughs> Lord of the balls. <laughs> That'd be the lamest name to be the Lord of, right? Like, really of all the- would. Yeah, Lord of the Pauls. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so Reggie Jackson, the net rating's better, but it's because their defense is better. Reggie Jackson at point uh, in these lineups that I'm talking about, 109.1 compared to the 127.6 for Terrence Mann. However, the offensive rating with Terrence, uh, Terrence Mann at point, 128.4 compared to 113.7 wow. for Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Wow, I'm shocked that's a, that big of a difference. Okay, yeah, all right. It's interesting. And look, it's a small sample size, right? We're talking about just over, according to Cleaning the Glass, just over 100 possessions with Terrence Mann, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Avicii Zubac, right? Compared to 328 possessions for Jackson with those four others. So we'll see. But I think they're just working out some kinks with a new point guard, and you know that leads to maybe some more some different defensive communication that they're working on, you know? Yeah, plus 550 right now, DraftKings to win the West. Uh, might be time for me to pull the trigger. I'm sure I could shop around and find six to one or better than that. Might be time for me to pull the trigger. I, I'll tell you, JVT, like I haven't messed around with these futures markets at all. I, like I did nothing with pre preseason in uh, in the West. I'm trying to make sure I'm not lying about anything. Yeah, I did nothing preseason in the West. So I added the, I added the Cl- uh, Pelicans. I think that was in de- December, like late December. At thirteen to one, um, man, I think I think I'm fine. If I can find Clippers six to one or better than that, I, I'm loving rolling into a th- you know theoretically into the playoffs with that that kind of number on on the Clippers and that kind of number on the Pelicans. Yeah, I, I think those are two two damn good teams. I've got I've got uh, the 76ers at twenty three to one or twenty four to one to win the NBA Finals, and I've got I think it's either it's either ten fifty eleven to one and eleven fifty or eleven to one eleven fifty and twelve to one on the Clippers. To win the title, so okay, I'm, uh, I'm heavily invested, boys. I do have one future in the East that would just be the Hawks to win the East right after the Dejounte Murray trade, and I grabbed it. <laughs> it's a good jumping off point because uh, this is the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, as I put, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, um, yeah. So six games since Clint Capella's come back, they're again a, a team that's kind of like 
you know, not one of these teams. And this is kind of, I don't know if you can sense a theme with what I want to talk about today. You know, they're kind of the team that's been held back by injury a little bit. Um, but since the uh, the health has improved of one Clint Capella, they've won four out of six games. The interesting part is that their defense is stunk in these six games. You would think with Capella back, it'd be better, yeah, it but be better. defensive rating a 122.5 with him on the floor since he's come back. Their offense has been great. They're two and a half games behind the Heat in the division. So we still got hope here. And they did beat the Heat, what, a week ago, two weeks ago mm-hmm. when they met up. So I don't, I don't even think I want to believe even this Hawks team in terms of winning the finals or Eastern Conference. But I wanted to bring this up more from our perspective as two team, two people who have odds on them to win the Southeast. Do you think that this was a team that was largely held back by health and that it's worth riding going forward? Or do you think that they uh, will be lucky if they even get within like three games and stay there against Miami? Uh, this is so tough. I love that you put this on here because this is so tough for me to answer, answer because I have been... <laughs> You know, like two years ago, I was all over this Atlanta team, right? And like won some great futures on win totals and stuff like that uh, with this team. I mean, look, they are, they are the most talented team in that division. And I don't even think it's all that close. I, they are a more talented team than the Miami Heat and don't really yes. have any any business losing this division. That, that's how I think. That's how I thought of it preseason when we bet these uh, when we bet these division futures, or I don't know if you bet yours preseason, but I did. Um, that's how I felt before the season when I bet them at plus one seventy to win the uh, win the Southeast. Um, they're the be- they're the best team, but I GPTS still I just don't know what's going on with this team still. Yes, there's been injury factors. You're looking pretty dang healthy now, but we had all these problems. At the, like, what happened from the problems at the beginning of the year with? Uh, with Trey and Nate McMillan getting into it. And like, mm-hmm. what, what, you know, nothing happened with that. What we're trying, trying to trade John Collins for like the, you know, seventh consecutive season. Like, Nate are we McMill- ever gonna- remember Nate McMillan almost retired. There was a report <laughs> from Sean Sharania that he was considering just quitting in the middle of the year. Exactly. So like, it's those kind of things where like, despite having said everything I just said, where I think they're the most talented team in the division. I don't know if I can, like, if I'm talking about what their odds are right now, and I'm like, look at plus 220 right now to win the Southeast. Like, I want to I wanna go and grab that number because even add on to what I have because I think they're the best team in that division. But <laughs> I just think I can't trust them. I mean, this, is, this was part of the reason, you know, why I added so, those magic bets like a month ago is because I can't really trust this Atlanta team or this Miami team. Yep. Yeah, I did, like, and I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of time, but I, I want to get your thoughts because I, I thought this is—it's an interesting thing going forward, and I'm, I'm distracted because I wanted to hit while we're they're, on. They're the one end. of the most fascinating teams in the NBA right now, right? Yes. Like, I put them up there. I put them up there, like of teams that I don't really know how good they are and how far they could go. It's that it's teams like them, the Sacramento Kings, right? Like these these are the types of teams where I'm like, I don't really know, you know, you know what I mean, how good they could possibly be. I'd maybe include the Thunder in there too, but. But you you can't like I can see the Thunder making the playoffs right, but I feel like they're not getting past round one right, like they're getting bounced there. Like the Kings, the Hawks, like they could make a little bit more noise I think than people expect. So like I don't, but I don't know. They're in that camp of I have no idea what these teams are right now. A little bit of breaking news here. Um, I don't know how much you're watching right now. Luka uh, Luka Doncic just hurt his ankle in the first quarter and is not going to come back in this game against the Phoenix Suns. So oh, so of boy. course. Of course, the Mavericks went on a fifteen to four run after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> because basketball, because just that—that's how things work. So we'll keep an eye on that. But that's a a development, if you will. 
for uh, the if Suns. He miss, if he misses any significant time, uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Mavericks. Uh, bye-bye, Mavericks. Bye-bye, MVP candidacy. Uh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Oh, it's going to be... By the way... No, I'm going to get sidetracked. I just... I love... ESPN had a great graphic up the other day, and I love how we get wrapped up in these things. Do you know that Kevin Durant has only missed two more games than Nikola Jokic this season? No, but I love hearing it. Right. But, like, <laughs> like we all think Kevin Durant's, like, dead in this MVP conversation. Sure. Jokic is running away with it. And, and it's all because of missed time. He's only missed, like, two or three games more than Jokic has. I, I am so glad you – wow. I, I, I don't know why that seems so weird to me. When it, did, it shook me. It shook me. When, when did Jokic make miss serious stints of time? Like I, so I want to double check this as we're talking about it because I was because like, you're talking, you're talking about Kevin Durant being out. What, what is he been out a week and a half now or something like that? And then, and then he, he missed a little bit of time earlier in the season too. I mean, Jokic has missed like, I know he just was on a stretch where he missed like three straight games. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, yeah. look at this, Kelly. Kevin Durant has played in 39 games this season. Jokic has played in 42. Okay, that's stupid. That that that, that, that that's stupid. And um, like and when, we consider Kevin Durant done. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you possibly could. Like I have a 30 to one on him from I think his if I remember this correctly I think there was when he first missed some time with injury. Um, and I, I was I, that that that, yeah. that price dropped. I was able to scoop up a 30 to one on Durant. Um, but what did I see him like? I mean, it's off the board right now at DraftKings, but I think I saw him upwards of like what forty or fifty to one now. I don't, I don't, I don't know why that wouldn't be a bet and a bet to add. Uh, so I said, I said that Jokic has played in forty two, Curry's played in thirty three, yeah. Steph Curry. Like that's only yeah. like, it, it, like I'm just it, okay. It's so. Interesting. So to bring this full circle, so okay, what you know, we, we won't speculate on Doncic, even though I don't think you or I really think he. Well, I don't want to put it this way. I, I don't think he's the as serious a contender as the odds say. I guess is what I'll say um, is the way I'll put it. When you came on a numbers game the other day, I think you said it really well. Of why would J, like why would Jason Tatum be out of this running? You know what I mean? He's still right. on the team with the best record in the NBA. It's not like his stats have massively dropped from what they were at the That's beginning the of the year. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think you bring up a great point. If I had to make one bet in that market right now, it would be Jason Tatum. Yep. But, so. but at the same time, man, like I understand what you're saying. And, that, and that's a great point. Like the games played, that is an amazingly great point. I've got, I, I think I have two basic statements though, in this market. And then even in the, uh, in the most improved, it was the other one I wanted to bring up. The thing is, if Jokic finishes with the most assists in the NBA, like the award's going to him. I don't, I don't care how many, I don't care how many games he plays. In. I, I think he should be the favorite. My whole point is, is like the odds have so, so dramatically shifted here for some of these guys. Like we're like one forty right, on him, right? And like for a guy like Kevin Durant to be just like, like shot right down to like fifty ish to one. When in reality, and and why was he shot down? It's not because of his own production. It's because he got injured. Yeah. But but he's only he's only three games behind the guy who's at minus one whatever. I'll and be the, that's what I'm saying. Like that's my whole point. Is just we 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 decreased his odds of winning this award because he missed time. But when you compare his resume with that of the guy who's up there because he hasn't missed time. There's only a four game difference. Like that's yeah. that's my whole point. Three game difference. So I, and then, I'm so glad you brought this up because it is it is at least adding a little bit of Durant right now. And 
let's just throw this out there. Jokic sat the other night. He's been having calf issues. Yeah. But he has been dealing with a calf injury for a while now. You don't want to wish injury on anybody. That is not this whole point. What I'm just saying is Jokic has been an Iron Man, right? Well, He's been great. But he has played a lot of games and a lot of minutes, and this is his best team that he has been on. You don't think that that rest is going to come a little bit more frequently for that guy as we kind of head down the stretch here? They, they've been doing it more already. They've, yeah. like, I was sitting with somebody who covered, who's out in the Denver area who covers the Nuggets, and I'm like, he's like, no, I think he plays. And I'm like, bro, we'll have to have Chad on. I'm like, Chad, there's no way he plays tonight. Like, there's no way. And sure enough, what happened, they didn't play him. Like, they're arresting him way more. Oh, I you know I talked to uh, I mean we had Drew Denzik on the show that that morning too and he was on Denver thinking the same thing Th you know he, he, same thing he really didn't think there was any chance that Jokic, Jokic set so you're right maybe maybe there's something more there I mean and I guess the other I know I just I just gave the the positive spin on Tatum but as long as we're talking injuries I mean this guy is the guy who has admitted that this wrist is bothering him and he might have to need to have offseason surgery on it too he's already so, said he to. Yeah. Okay. Or or he's going to. Or he's yep. going to. So okay. Okay. Well, uh, like you said, as we're doing this, we're doing we're doing this podcast as Luka Doncic just left. But you could come up with injury concerns for what the top three guys on the odds board in the MVP market right now. Meanwhile, you just laid out a great case for why it's at least worth a bet at long odds on Kevin Durant, in my opinion, at least. By the way, this will be a video clip, so I'm just going to warn you right now. You look great. <laughs> you look great. You, know? you got to promote these. It things just up. surprised me last week. I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't know JVT was going to go this far at the end of it. Good it, for him. It was, it was a new thing, but I thought it went well. It a looked lot good. Of yeah, no, it worked, it well. Good. It worked well. I, uh, all my my high school level video editing, it was uh, it was absolutely tremendous. Looked so. beautiful, man. It, the only one I was going to bring up real quick was most improved. It was. Yeah. It's the same thing as. Like, I broke this down big time on a numbers game today. Like, I, I love Lowry Mark, and I love the improvement that he's made. It's massive. You're talking 10 points per game difference from what he did a year ago. Three more rebounds, shooting 43% from three. I just think, man, SGA follows that formula of most improved to a T. And we're talking about as long as this guy is top five in scoring in the league, I just I don't I don't believe for a second he's not winning this award. Over 30 points per game this guy's putting up. Like, I, I'll, I'll throw, I'll, I'll be, I'll be devil's advocate. I'll be a negative. Yeah, battle back. Yeah, and it's not even that. And you know what? It'll, you know what'll get you here. You're gonna get Tom Thibodeau. And what I mean by that is the year that Monty Williams had more first place votes than Thibodeau, but Thibodeau won Coach of the Year because yeah, yeah. he got a lot. He had like he had like a massive gap in like second place votes because it's New York. J, like Jalen Brunson. You would get Tom Thibodeau, Jalen Brunson. That's the only way they would get you is the the uh, the allure of New York. And frankly, let's just say it. These writers who don't watch the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to look at Jalen Brunson and what he's doing with the Knicks and vote for him. So you wait. I, wait you, so wait, wait, let, me, let me just get this straight. You think you're more you think it's more likely that Brunson wins it than either of the two of these guys, Morgan yes. or SGA? Yeah, I think so. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is if if, if someone were to upset SGA. I think it would be Brunson. Oh, you think I'm it's saying. more likely Brunson yeah, than Martin? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I can buy into that. Yeah. I can buy into that. My my big thing is like I have not fully understood this major odd shift from marketing and SGA, right? I'm like, yeah. I mean, like every other day, I feel like I'm adding plus money bets on SGA. I'm like, fine, you're gonna hang like plus one forty on him. Like I found plus one forty two days ago. 
I'm like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that. So I'm going to keep betting that. I'm going to keep betting that. So, I mean, as long as he is top five scoring in the league, come on, man. And, and the other thing is, you know, I was saying this today on numbers game. Markkanen, it's been incredible. But what you, I think team success is also going to factor into this, right? And I think, I don't want to speak for you, but I believe that the Jazz are going to trade away pieces here in the next, uh, you know, before the break. Therefore, their team should get worse. Meanwhile, what are the Thunder really going to trade away? This team is a young team looking to get its feet under the ground that's just going to keep building on what they have there. So, like, I think there's a good chance the Thunder end up finishing with a much better record than the Jazz. I will say, I think I brought this up to you. Shams had a report that the Jazz were looking to trade for John Collins. I know. I I, I know. That was so weird. I didn't really understand it. But the the Clippers have been tied to Conley, so it looks like they're going to ship off Conley. Uh, right. potentially, which by the way, if the Clippers got Conley, that would be an awesome deal. Like he would well, like, fit so great with them. I mean, it makes sense for them to ship him off. Jordan Clarkson should not be there. He should be on another team. Like, I mean, he's a great scorer off the bench uh, on another like champ, you know, championship potential team. I, you know, of course, like it's keep, it's keep marketing and it's keep uh, Walker Kessler, right. And build, I mean, that's where, that's the core you need to be focusing building around in Utah. And it look like what you pulled off, with the with the Donovan Mitchell move and these guys like being as good as they have been, like marketing, the Jazz got a bright future, but it's just not this year, man. Finish selling off the pieces and go into the rebuild. Get uh, get Victor Wembanyama, who can palm a basketball with oh. his middle and, and th- <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I just wonder. I would wonder what I would do with hands that big on my no, on my body now. You know what I mean, like. Hit, like I get know, right? Victor Wembanyama hands, but on my current body, I think it would be a a <laughs> tremendous. It feels deal. like a struggle just to like drive or something. You're like, why is this wheel so small, right? Like, <laughs> uh, all right. Someone I'm, asked uh, me. Someone asked me today. They're like, why? Why wouldn't this guy just go play wide receiver in the NFL? He'd be the greatest thing ever. It's like eh, I can't really argue that, but I don't think he knows much football. <laughs> well, it goes back to I, I'm going to open a can of worms, so I will, I'll, I'll save this. I'll leave you with this, so we can talk about this next week. Yeah. So it goes to football. If you could have a position in football where, as you as a coach, your guy is guaranteed to do that. So, like, for example, our thing was, like, if you could have a guy on your roster, a running back on your roster, that every time you got you gave him the ball, he was guaranteed to get one yard, right? Right, like, right. Would you, would you have a roster spot for that guy? Like, because- <laughs> That's a great hypothetical. <laughs> I, I think you would have to – see, here's, here's the one I would push back on that. I would say no, because if it was my team – my quarterback would be able to sneak for a freaking yard every time I needed it. And otherwise that quarterback would be off team. So, so JVT, I'll I'll push it one step further. If you told me it was a running back that could guarantee me two yards, I'm in, I'm in two yards. I'm in, (laughs) I've got a roster spot for that guy. Uh, all right. I know we usually do Friday stuff, but I'm bogarting my bedroom and my wife wants to go to bed early. So I don't have anything for Friday either. Is it just me or was tonight's card terrible and tomorrow tonight's uh, card is terrible as well. Like yeah. I don't, I don't really think anything is all that exciting tomorrow night. How are there only, what is it, four games tomorrow night? There's five games on a Friday night. How is that possible? Uh, as somebody who has to write about those games, I, uh, I enjoy the short cards. So yeah, you're not complaining. Yeah, there's, there is literally. I didn't bet anything tonight. I don't think I'm betting anything tomorrow, except I might look at Jared Allen uh, over on some player props because I don't know if you watched. Uh, Come here. The, the, I don't know if you watched the Hawks uh, just go at at the Thunder the other night, but the way, they did with Capella. We're hey, wrapping guys. big time. Yeah, my my <laughs> family just came in, so I've got to run. This is my son. Say hi to Kelly. Hey, hey.
<laughs> all right. That's great. So with that, uh, we are all done here on Harvard Handicappers. Remember, like, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, check out vcin.com, the subscriber thing. And uh, we will talk to you next week. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.